Welcome to Mandatory Fun, a podcast by a military wife reflecting on life. My name is Erin Stevens, and today I want to talk about big dreams. Since we all are now acutely aware of how often myself and my fellow military family members move, it's only natural to wonder what may happen one day when that all stops. For some of us, this dream of settling down is right around the corner, and for others, it's so far in the future that we don't even stop to think about it. If you're like me, the minute you started moving around, you also started thinking about the day that you could settle down somewhere of your very own choosing. When we lived in Germany, we obviously had no way to get cable TV in a language that we could understand, so we started streaming television. We've continued that back here in the States, and I miss nothing of our old ways aside from HGTV. I've been a fan of the Everything Home shows since the days of trading spaces on TLC. Recently, I came to discover that Fixer Upper and House Hunters are both now available on Netflix. Needless to say, I've watched 25 episodes of House Hunters in four days, and I just want more. I love seeing what's available and what people choose. This just seems to be getting more intense with the passing of time. Maybe it's because I see friends starting to settle down, build houses, pick their dream location, get out and get some new jobs, get some new neighborhoods, figure out things that are going to be a little bit more permanent. Maybe it's because my parents recently sold my childhood home, so I don't feel like I have planted roots anymore anywhere. I don't feel like there's anywhere to really go back to, so everything seems super temporary. Or maybe it's because I can't figure out what my home of record is on a form. I was recently trying to fill out some forms for things that are coming up in the future, and I literally had no idea what I should say is my home of record. I don't know where our taxes are paid. I don't know where I'm registered to vote. I don't know any of these things because we move around so much. It would be nice to just know where I live. I also think that I'm growing into my tastes a little bit, and I've come across some very talented friends who have a keen eye for decorating, which means that when I walk into their house, I can picture myself there and I think, oh, maybe I could do that someday. So then I go on Pinterest, I find pictures that are similar, I pin them, I research them, I look at them, I find websites where I can get the same kind of couches and the same kind of wall fixtures and is that a thing? Is a wall fixture a thing? I don't really think a wall fixture is a thing. Maybe like a light fixture would be a thing. And then, you know, I see these people with beautiful houses and I just want one of my own. I also kind of want my hobbies back, which sounds a little crazy, but, you know, you have the things that you love to do and you can't do them everywhere. I am a mountain girl. I love being in the mountains. I love hiking. I love skiing. I love waking up and seeing hills. I live in a very flat place where there are swamps and alligators and you can't dig down because you would dig into water. And there's nothing that even resembles a mountain. So my hobbies are kind of on hold for a little bit. I just want that back. So recently I've developed a disease called house envy. This ailment takes on many forms. Lately, I've taken to walking around nice neighborhoods, taking photos of houses that I like, all the while hoping that I don't get arrested because people think I'm some crazy woman scouting out their house to burglarize it. I'm not joking. I literally just did this in a neighborhood in Atlanta. I walked around and I stopped at about 15 houses and took photos. I've even showed my friend that I'm going to interview later. It also means talking constantly to my husband and anyone that will listen about what I want my house to look like 
where it should be, how we will go about finding it, and if they disagree, they will not be welcome to my oversized, amazing dinner table with the rustic but modern lights hanging overhead. I'm talking details. We can be in the car or driving to piano lessons, and I turn to my daughter and ask if she can arrange a play date with a specific person so that I may see their house. We just had an Easter egg hunt at my, with my younger daughter's class, and I had to make the excuse that I needed to throw out a piece of trash so I could go inside the house because the festivities were all outside. Once I got inside, I may or may not have taken about four pictures of the kitchen. I've even started to taking stocking Zillow to see what we can get and knowing what it will cost. And even though we're not moving for at least two more years, and then we won't be going wherever we want, we'll be going wherever the military sends us, I still stock it constantly, all different cities, all different places. And nobody's safe because if you've told me your address, chances are I've looked it up on Zillow and I've used Google Google Earth. I've gone from wanting an amazing tiny home to a mansion on the side of a ski run, a cozy lake house, to a beach cottage. I'm all over the place, and we're talking years away, people. We were homeowners once in Tucson, and things didn't go so well. Um, On the house hunting trip, I got deathly ill. I had a case of the stomach flu. I ended up in the hospital because I was pregnant and then had to go look at houses in one day because I was going down from Alaska to do the trip. My dad met me there. My husband was in Arctic survival training at the time, so I had to make the choice on my own. We looked in some up-and-coming areas, and that's where we decided to buy. The only problem was it was 2007, and things that may have been up-and-coming were ceased to be built upon any further when the housing market crashed. We also thought we were getting a good deal because things started to get affordable. The reality is they, of course, kept dropping. So we bought at the peak of the market, and needless to say, we're severely underwater when it came time to move. It scarred us in a big way, and we have vowed not to buy again until we are sure and settled. So we rent. I must admit that I do love my current house. It suits our family really well. It's in a nice neighborhood, we have a good amount of space, and a lot of friends living nearby. All that being said, it's not mine. I didn't choose it, I don't own it, and it's temporary. Plus, it's a little bit too brown inside. I used to like that, but not anymore. I literally would have killed somebody for a two-tone brown wall with a chair rail, and now I would kill somebody for it to be painted maybe like a gray or white or something a little bit less neutral. One thing I know for sure about my forever home is that I will have spent years thinking about it and making decisions. My taste has changed so much since those early days of base housing. I should point out that I loved our base house. I felt like it had so much space. I had a yard of my own. I had brand new Ikea furniture. Of course, the house was probably a total of 900 square feet. My yard was literally a postage stamp full of dog poop. And the Ikea furniture would not make it through more than one move because it was so cheap. But didn't matter. It was ours. At that time, we were still renting it, but it was one of our first places we ever lived together. Case in point, I thought that all primary colors would look wonderful on the walls of our main living spaces. We're talking red, yellow, and blue living in harmony next to one another. I am not kidding. We painted our house red, yellow, and blue inside. It's a good thing that it was Alaska and it was dark for half of the year. But I was so excited to paint. Jake still talks about it, not to mention the fact that we had to paint it back to white and we had a new baby, meaning that he had to paint it back to white. 
And I don't know how many of you have tried to paint over bright red or bright blue paint. It takes about six or seven coats to get it covered. I have so many wonderfully talented friends with an amazing eye for decor, so I'm collecting my notes and will one day get to make them come to life. I will never again use red, yellow, and blue on any of my interior walls. Not a dark blue, maybe a light blue. So I've been curious lately about what other people who move around a lot want in a forever dream home. One thing that surprised me is that when I asked the question, I mentioned that money was no object. Not one person said anything about the square footage of the house or having a driveway paved in gold and a putting green in the back. I think the reason why is that this is a serious question that many of us think about, so we all have our lists of what we want that may be a reality someday. Here are some of the things that people want. A screened-in porch. This came up a lot. Any usable outdoor space really was something that people wanted. They wanted a place to go outside and sit and rest, have it not be cluttered, have it be in a nice area. A lot of people mentioned the location that they wanted to be, and I have to say, the majority of people want to be in the mountains, and if they don't want to be in the mountains, then they want to be on the ocean. Some people said they wanted laminate flooring, because it's actually pretty easy to clean and it doesn't scratch. Some people said they wanted all hardwood floors throughout, but nobody said that they wanted carpet. Everybody said that they wanted something that was easy to clean and was the same throughout the whole house. Most people said they wanted a large entertaining space. I guess they think about their large table with their rustic lights hanging out overhead as well. They also wanted a fire pit and a veggie garden. That was something that was recurring. Glass sliding doors across the entire back of the house to let a lot of light in to their open floor plan that had wood ceilings. Most people want lots of windows in the kitchen for natural light because that's where we spend a lot of our time. Double ovens. And one thing that I got as a request, as a must-have, this was her only thing that she said she wanted, was an outdoor shower. She said, if you've never taken an outdoor shower, then you have no idea what she's talking about. But she wants an outdoor shower no matter where she ends up. Everybody wants lots of storage, especially in the kitchen, but I think that the storage thing was a recurring theme throughout every kind of house, so I guess the tiny house is kind of out of the question. Um, In terms of practicality, one of my friends said that she doesn't want to be next to streetlights. She wants a common area next by, next by, nearby. She wants a mailbox at her house, and she wants to be near a fire hydrant. I don't know if she's worried about something catching on fire, but she said that in case that does happen, it would be handy to have a fire hydrant nearby. She wants to be somewhere near paths to walk or bike, and she wants it to be a modern rustic mountain place with bright colors, natural light, a large bright kitchen with white cabinets, and gray granite modern fixtures, countertops. Um... A lot of people have mentioned they wanted a craftsman home. I think that's something that's kind of happening. I think that part of the reason that craftsman homes have become so big is because of shows like Fixer Upper. I think that craftsman homes are the ones that most people kind of want. Um, His or hers closets. One friend who has lived in Korea said she wanted a shoe closet with a shoe sanitizer microwave because sometimes things can get a little bit stinky. Um, One friend said she just wants a dream house that is anywhere that she doesn't have to move from again. That is her only dream. She wants to commit to furniture and pieces you love so she doesn't have to move them. She wants to properly hang curtain rods and not have to kind of throw them up in a hurry. 
And not just choosing something because it's available, but taking the time to decide, to have neighbors who are rooted in the community and not transient. Another friend said they wanted adequate space with a master suite, California closets, and a true office with built-ins. A lot of people, including myself, want a gas stove, a French door fridge, and to live in a destination town so people actually come visit, and then when you have a vacation, you can go on your own vacation instead of having to go visit family. That's such a military family thing. Um, (laughs) She also wants a million available babysitters nearby on a cul-de-sac with seasonal storage so that you can pull things out and put things away depending on what time of year it is, a true playroom with functional organization, a functional mudroom. I got that from a lot of people. People want a place to walk into the house, hang things up, take off coats, take off shoes, and not have them take up the rest of the house. That was a big one. Somebody wants two dishwashers, a walk-in pantry, a coffee station in their kitchen, and a wine fridge built in. A pool with a sunshade, quality furniture, and a garden. I think that a lot of people would like their house at that point to be professionally landscaped and also maybe professionally decorated. Um, The last thing that was requested was a disguised hamper in the living room so that when things collect maybe downstairs or just in the main living space, you can throw them in a hamper in there and not have to worry about taking them to a laundry basket somewhere else. One thing I often wonder is, do things always stay in style? Like, are these all passing trends? I feel like when you watch shows like House Hunters, you see houses and you think, who thought that looked good? I think that when my husband and I watch them together, he says all the time, you know, what year was that built? And really, did people honestly think that that was something that looked good? Because every house that was built around that time looks the same. And now we think, oh my gosh, just rip it out and completely start over again. So, you know, I mentioned the brown walls before. I feel like when I was looking for a house back in 2007, that was kind of all there was. Everything was brown. Everything, all the backsplashes were tiled brown. All the countertops were brown. If they were granite, they had little brown specks in them. The floors were brown. Everything was brown. The walls were brown. And now you see this new trend towards lighter colors, you know, the blues, the grays, the light greens, the kind of Carrera marble countertops and things like that, which I have to say I am a huge fan of. I like the cool new modern light fixtures. I like the way that, you know, there's two-tone cabinets. But is that also something that's a passing craze? Will that change in the future? It's hard to know. And I guess it doesn't really matter because what you like is what you like. And if you like it, then it shouldn't matter what anybody else thinks. But you have to wonder if that's something that will change. And when people are watching House Hunters in the year 2070, if they're going to think, who thought that was a good idea? And what are the houses going to look like then? Is it going to be like neon walls and completely open ceilings with like tent-like roofs that, you know, water rains down the side and fills buckets that you then filter back into your shower that's only outside. Who knows what things will look like then, but maybe I just came up with something. One of my friends is lucky enough to be building her dream home from scratch as we speak. She took me over there to see it the other day, and although it's just framed, I can tell that it is really something special. Since this seems like a pipe dream to me right now, I'm excited to be able to go through this process with her a little bit and see how it all goes down. She may at times think I'm stalking her, but, you know, whatever. 
I may or may not have also brought my husband over after we left to show him my dream house as well. What better way to get the ins and outs than to have a little chat with her on this very fitting episode? Thanks for being here, Adrian. My first question for you is, how and why did you decide to build your current home? Well, actually, about two years ago, we built a home in Minnesota, and then my husband um, was transferred with work, so we were going to make a move, and we came down here in August on a house hunting trip, and uh, we knew the area we wanted to be in. We didn't quite find what we wanted, but we found a lot, and we just thought, we'll go for it. Let's build another house, and um, I don't think we would have done it this time if we hadn't have already done it once and had a little bit of experience. So when you, how does that work? When you find a lot, is it kind of the same thing as buying a house? You just buy the land? Is it the same process? Well, this, this way has been a lot more, a little more complicated. The last time we built with a big builder, so it was kind of all in one. So we actually didn't um, own the home until the end, but this time we did. We bought the lot, so we had to close on that. And then we had to get a construction loan. So now we're in the middle of the construction loan. And then when the house is done, we will then have to do our regular mortgage loan. So this way is a lot more work and it took us a lot longer than we anticipated. We thought we were supposed to maybe be in the house by now, but we're still in process. So yeah. So how long has the progress been or process taken from when you came down to look until you think it will be done? What's that? Time? Um, well, we came in the, at the end of August or no, we came in August. We closed on the lot the end of August and we're, we think we maybe have four or five more months. So, I mean, we'll be close to a year probably on our process. We were thinking maybe six months, but most of that was due to us. We had we came up with our own floor plan, and we changed it over and over again. And we were separated and in the middle of a move, so we just didn't put enough time into the house. And um, it took us a while to get started. But now that it's started, it's going. He's saying it'll probably total six months that's at the most bad. so yeah so how did you go about finding him because I know that you were new to this area like you said you came down to house hunt and didn't find anything so how did you find a builder well we had a realtor through my husband's work who we liked and um, when we showed her some pictures of our other house um, she she worked with this builder and um, he didn't necessarily do a lot of homes in our neighborhood but we met with him we really liked him and we walked through some houses that he had built actually and people were living in him. I mean, he's just, he's a contractor, smaller operation. And um, the people who he had built for let us come walk through their houses. And they just all had really great things to say about him and the bank. Actually, when we got our loan for the land, the bankers had a lot of good things to say about him. So we went with it and we kind of took a chance. He's a little bit, um, just smaller operation, but that's been fun it's been a fun change from the last time we did it so and you guys kind of drafted your floor plan like you said so did you then just show him and he had to sign off on it or did you tweak it together or how did that yes work? well um he he had a he has a draftsman that he works with so we online we kind of found what he want what we wanted and then you know he would figure out between him and the draftsman if that was feasible and then also you know dealing with the size of the lot and he kind of told us how wide we could be and things like that and then it's just a lot of back and forth and um, but even some ideas um, he added and then he would have the draftsman um, draw it up but the interesting thing is like even now we're walking through and making changes and that's what's been really fun adding closets or different little areas um adding different things that we didn't have on the original plans so do you feel like you're getting pretty much everything you want 
And is this process working for you? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the other thing is it's much less expensive here um, than where we came from. So it does feel like not last time I felt very budget constrained, whereas this time uh, it's just a lot cheaper to live here. Things like um, tile, wood, it just seems to be cheaper. So that's been fun. I don't feel like the budget is the main um, decider this time. It's more what I want to do. That. And also my husband wants me to be happy in a new place. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> amazing. So, <laughs> and he would like to stay here for a long time. Um, just he l- really likes his job here. So he feels like if we have a good place for our family, then that will help me want to stay here longer. You know, I think that my husband is going to need to listen to this episode like multiple times. We have six more years to go. So, you know, like maybe like once a month for six years. And at that point, <laughs> maybe I can have the same kind of thing. Um, have you had any setbacks so far? Um, I... Not really. I mean, just just how long it's taken. And I think it's just been we, Steve and I have been separated and he was here and I was there and just in the middle of a move. But I would say nothing major. Um, we're, we had to flip the house, the um, mirror, flip it because of we're going to actually have a septic. There's not um, sewer where we are. So they had to, there's been something about where they're trying to figure out where the sewer would be best. So we had to switch where the driveway would be. But I mean, that didn't bother me. It was, it's the same floor plan, just flipped. So has it been a joint effort between you and Steve? Has he, I would say yes. Um, and yes, um, he, on the floor plan, especially as far as the interior decor and stuff, he's kind of just left that up to me, but that's, he, he listens to me and tells me what he wants, but pretty much he's too busy to, he's been not totally involved now that we're getting to the interior stuff. He kind of cares about the floor plan and he's doing an outdoor kitchen and the office. And that's kind of all he really cares about. Have the kids had any say? A little bit. I mean, we didn't really consult them when we were coming up with the floor plan, but we let them choose what bedroom they have. And they actually really wanted a secret room. And so we're trying to work that into one of the nooks and crannies. Um, just a few little fun so things like that for cool. them. So, Is there anything at all that you would change about what you've done this time? Um, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, I'm not that I know yet. Yeah, right. (laughs) We should revisit this after the house is in. Um, yeah, I don't, I mean, I'm sure there are some things, but that I'll come up with. I, you put a lot of pressure. I, I mean, at least me, if I were to go move into a house, I wouldn't feel like it needed to have every light switch perfectly thought out. But I feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself, like since I get to do this to try and think through every possible scenario. And so I'm, I'm sure I'll come up with some after (laughs) we're living there, but I don't, I'm not really anything yet. There are a few, um, we ended up adding a bonus room and we're really relieved that we did that. So there are a few old iterations of the plans that we're really happy we didn't end up going with so and so we're happy we took the extra time to get it right well I'm glad you took the extra time to get it right so that I can just take these plans and then apply them somewhere else (laughs) so thank you so much for sharing Adrian I cannot wait to see your creation one day soon and especially your guest suite designed with me in mind definitely (laughs) it's fun to dream and create and imagine Sometimes, when it's been a rough day or week, or I'm feeling lonely, I'll imagine the future. In it, we're able to create our own destiny. Everything from where we live to the colors on the wall will be up to me, and I cannot wait. 
The dream's not only the ownership of my house and what's within the walls, but rather the ownership of my life in a complete way. Next time on Mandatory Fun, the business of being a spouse, because after all, someone has to pay for these dream houses. Now, something to make you laugh. After she woke up, a woman told her husband, I just dreamed that you gave me a pearl necklace for our anniversary. What do you think it means? And he said, you'll know tonight. That evening, the man came home with a small package and gave it to his wife. Delighted, she opened it to find a book entitled The Meaning of Dreams. On that note, this is Erin signing off. Till next time, may your life be full of mandatory fun. (laughs) 